the one thing that all successful entrepreneurs have in common is that at some point they stop minding everybody else's business and they focus on their own. That means that they stop looking around at what everybody else was doing, what everybody else was saying, what their fear or doubt their mama or their grandma had to say, and they got clear and focused on what they wanted to do who they were gonna help and how they were gonna do it. So I want you to join me every week where we look at the psychological, the practical, and the insight that you need to unleash everything that you are so that you can make money helping other people to change their lives. And listen at the end, because I'm gonna offer a way that I can help you do this faster and do it now. You're being called to step out. You're being called to go to a new level and you're not going to do it if you keep listening to the voices that are telling you all these rules, that are telling you to do it their way, that are telling you that you must have this and that and this and that instead of listening to what God is already saying to you to do next because that is the thing that's going to take you to the next and the next and the next level. Oh my gosh, my loves. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're doing this thing. Welcome to the first episode of this podcast takeoff. It's been over a year of having this in my heart of how can we connect more consistently where we're just talking about the spiritual, the psychological and the practical stuff that's really going to take for us to go from vision board and from planning and talking and, and, and dreaming about it to actually believing God and stepping out of our comfort zone so that our business, our lives, our dreams can actually take off. And today I want to start by just covering this thing of like, let's just do this thing. I'm excited that you're joining me in this journey. So let's just go. We're going to keep this short and simple so that you can take the steps and use the inspiration that you get from every episode. You know, today I want to talk about how it's going to take for you to stop listening to the voices that are telling you that you cannot do it. One of the reasons why the podcast is called Takeoff, it's because it came from one of the lowest points in my life when I was ready to give this business up. I was ready to throw in the towel just one of the times that I have been ready to do it because it's happened more than once. But this was the lowest of the lowest point. And I remember that God used that I was crying excuse me, while I was driving by the Atlanta airport to help me to see that it wasn't time to, to, to shut down. It wasn't time to close the business. It was actually time to focus so that the business could take off and so that we could serve the people that we were being called to serve. But in, at that time, one of the biggest things that was happening, one of the biggest contributors to me wanting to shut down, it was that I was listening to so many voices. I was looking at what everybody else was doing. I was trying to piece together the strategies that I saw that, was, that were working for other people and dealing with all of that, dealing with the learning curve that I didn't know all the way how to sell. I didn't know how to engage more people. It just felt like everything was so much of a hard work and in that process of so much change of so much desire where you're actually in the trenches doing the dream doing the thing that wasn't that vision board and you're not getting the results you want 
it is imperative to have voices that are going to empower you to move forward. When the plane is taking off, so going a little bit into like this revelation from the Atlanta airport and from how airplanes work and all of that, I became obsessed with it after um, that thing happened to me. And I'll tell you more the story in a different episode. But one of the things is that realizing that the takeoff is one of the hardest parts for any airplane because of all the things that are fighting the airplane from that um the 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 law of gravity that keeps all the objects down and this airplane that normally weights over a ton right trying to like common up and then all of the different stuff that are happening from the air from the lift and all of these different pieces this is this is what you need to know that pilot has to be so focused on the simple things it's no more than three or four things that that the pilot has to focus on to get that airplane off the ground and the same thing is true about whatever it is that you're being called to do right now it might be to start the thing it might be to take the thing to the next level it might be to take the things to the next of the next level it doesn't matter what you're being called to do you are going to have to focus and you are going to have to shut the voices and the noise out so that you can have the power that it's needed for that plane to lift off the ground. Another thing that I was looking around a lot is that I wanted a lot of other people that were at my level to give me the support that I needed. Um, and, and, and one of the pieces with that is that when God is calling us to lead in a certain area, a lot of, there's not a lot going to be a lot of people coming along at least not at the beginning. So it's the being willing to leave others behind to go and do the thing so that you can come back and get them. Um, and whenever you begin to realize that it's not for the purpose of just you being lonely, it's not for the purpose of like you shutting everybody out. It's for the purpose and for the greater good of you stepping and becoming who you're here to be. I love how one of my leaders talks about the to-do list versus the to-be list. When you begin to focus on that to-be list, you don't have the strength to bring everybody else and all of the other people into the level that you're trying to go. You have to be willing to go by yourself. And once you have mastered this part, then you're able to support others. Um, and as you do that, one of the things that I have learned over these years of coaching people and counseling, um, and that I am so convinced about it today, is that we each have our own manual. And I want to talk about this for just a few minutes. Whenever you realize that you have a dream, or that there's a new calling, or that there's a new level you've been called to, or that there's a new assignment in your life, what I want you to realize is that you came with a manual. And your manual is different in, 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 in different ways than everybody else's manual, meaning the guidance that is for you, the strategy that's going to work for you, the steps that are going to work for you, what's going to help you to fully take off, even though there are some um, laws and regulations that we all follow 
for example, that we focus, that we get clear, right? Like that we have, like there's different things that we all do, that all, all airplanes do. But depending on where you're going, there are going to be coordinates. There are going to be a specific, a specific things to that trip that are not what everybody else has. So whenever you are looking for a coach, whenever you're looking for the support of these people, whenever you're looking to be guided, I want you to remember that it's not so much about getting everybody else to tell you what they think as much as it is about tuning into what God is telling you to do. I feel that every time that I understand that, I go into a new level in and of itself. Like it could take just one idea. Like you could be sitting doing your devotional today or having your quiet time today and it could take one simple idea, one simple idea for you to bring more money than you've ever brought in before in a way that is so easy and so simple that you have never even thought of it before. But if you keep following what everybody else is saying to do, it's not going to happen. It's not going to be what you are called to be and what you're called to do. So how do we tap into the manual or the trip assignment that you have? This has been so um, liberating for me as a coach. I used to feel a lot of pressure whenever I would um, coach someone because I felt I need to help them figure out um, how to get to that goal. I need to help them. Like I, I felt that a lot of the, the thing was on me. And then it shifted and I realized, no, in business, it's just like in life. Because I, I, I used to be very intuitive with my counseling and, I, and I've always been, but I struggled with trusting the guidance um, at the beginning in what had to do with business. And I began to realize how the clients that I supported from the place of that person already has a guidance, that person already came with a manual, that person already has an assignment and a way that she or he's been guided to do this thing. My job is to help them tune in. My, my job is to help them do the to-be list. My job is to help them become. My job is to empower them to believe. My job is to help them get behind that assignment. My job is to listen and to follow the guidance, do the thing and whatever. Like the more I concentrated my energy on helping that person has the power under them and behind them to lift off, their takeoff would most of the time surprise them and even me. Because it would happen in ways that we did not expect. It would happen faster than we expected. It, it, it just everything. It was like, I'm not kidding. There was a point when you can feel that that client is just in flow. Like we're doing this stuff. And yes, this is the program. And yes, this is the thing that I'm meant to do. And yes, this is what I'm blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden you can feel, I, this is the only way I know how to explain it. You can feel that the thing that we have been working on passes from being in our hands to be spiritually lifted. The, the program becomes spiritually propelled forward. They, they offer, like it just, it just takes a power that it's not us. And it's because every time it happened is because we follow that person's manual. It's because we follow that person, the guidance that was been given to that person. And it was all about no belief more. No, don't even think about how I would do it. What is it that you're being called to do? And so like 
the more I made space as a coach to help them on that, the more that person was able to trust that they were being guided and the cells started to come in and the results started to come in and the fit started to happen just because they were now in alignment. And I want the same for you and I want the same for all of us. And I feel that that's what we are being called to focus on in this new decade, in this new year, in this new time of this new era, whenever it is that you're listening to this, that I, I hope that you're listening. I pray that you listen to this episode at a time when you actually really need it, but it's stop looking around stop asking other people to give you the validation because they are looking for validation themselves like we're all looking for the validation the day that i realized omg even my mom and my dad or even my mentor or my leader or that coach that is already at that level we are all looking for validation so why put that pressure and that thing on someone else instead of going to God and giving that validation and that thing to ourselves, um, how we're supposed to. So I want to close with this story that I think you're going to be able to relate to understand a little better what I'm talking about. So there, this was 2004, no, 2004. Yeah. I came to the U S in 2005 to pursue one of my dreams, which is studying here. I had just graduated from college. Um, I was working for a school as a teacher. So it was a bilingual school. Like life was going great in Dominican. And all of a sudden, somebody who knew my dream, a missionary actually that knew my dream of coming to study in the U S told me out of the blue on a Sunday, I still remember we were at the bathroom before the church service started and her name is Renee, actually. Hi, Renee. Um, and, and she said, Pachi, did you know that there's this university, this place that is actually available with scholarships and stuff that I think that would be a great place for you? I had already signed up to go for, for a master's. I had already signed up to do all the stuff in Dominican. And out of the blue comes this opportunity that was the dream that I had been waiting for for years. Um, and I remember that I was like, it was like a shock. But you know, like when something feels aligned, even though you're in shock, that's exactly how it felt. And here's one of the things. So obviously I went home. I told my parents I was freaking out. And... My mom was super excited. I had tried to do this for years prior and everything fell like crush and burn um, like two weeks before I was supposed to leave Dominican. So I had tried to go to, to one of these schools before and two weeks before the departure, everything had shut down. So this was like a second turn. And, and, it, and it makes sense because now I had finished university. Now I could come here and blah, 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 blah. It was amazing. The thing is that I remember that in the midst of all of this figuring out, am I going? Is this the right time? Is this the right university? And all of that on those first few days um, when you're about to like pursue, right? Like the takeoff of a dream. I remember that my dad, as a protective dad that he is, said, I don't know. Um, and, and remember, I'm from Dominican Republic, an island. He's like, how about you go? You, you take some time, you travel, you visit family, you do the thing, but I am not feeling this. You going to live in the U S because I would be away from him, like out of his 
like protection, right? Like all of these different stuff that it would represent to move in from an island into this huge country, different languages and everything. And I remember that, that he was like, no, no, she can go, she can explore, she can have fun, but bring her butt back. <laughs> and in that process, I remember that I was already afraid. I was already trying to get the support. Obviously, um, like I said, there was going to be a scholarship and all of that, but it would still require some money that I would need for my parents to help me. Um, and, and he was just like, no, I don't, I don't see it. And I remember going to my mom. I, I'm telling you, like, I can see, see it still in my mind. I went to my mom's room because she was sitting, getting ready for the day or something. And she was sitting on her bed. And I said, mom, can I just talk to you for a second? And she was like, yeah, talk to me. And I told her, I said, listen, can you talk to that? Because I already have enough fears of my own. He knew that this had been my dream for like, I'm not exaggerating, almost a decade. It was around the time that I was a teenager that I heard of the idea that I could come to the U.S. and study while traveling around the U.S. to go to schools and do like school assemblies and do school presentations and talk to teenagers and all of that. So for me, it was like the epitome of the dream. And, and so I told my mom, I was like, I know that he's afraid. I know that we all have our own fears and stuff. Um, and if you're not, if you are from the U.S., you need to know that sometimes in our countries, like a lot of the reference for the U.S. is like CSI and a crazy society, right? So my dad's like, there's no way that my 20-year-old or my 21-year-old is going to go to be like by herself out there, like with all the cra these crazy people. Um, and again, it's not, we have family and he was used to traveling a lot to the U S but it's just that idea of like the same idea I think that parents go to or go through whenever they're thinking about like their kids going to college, like really far away. Um, so it was that kind of thing. Um, what ended up happening was that when I told my mom, mom, I have my own fears. If you can tell dad that I don't need all his piles of fears too. Saying that to my mom was so liberating. And she said, okay, I'll tell him. Um, I don't even know why I didn't tell him, but I just sent it through my mom. And this is what happened. The following day or that following week, it, it, it was just days after, my dad said, Pachi, even... If we need to sell this property, like a property that he had that um, was valued like with a lot of money, he was like, even if we have to sell that property to pay our part that the scholarship won't cover, we would pay it. We will pay it so that you can go. And I felt so comforted and so excited and so Save And I know that this doesn't happen for all of us whenever we tell our parents or when we tell someone. But here's the reason why I mentioned this. It was the fact that at that time, God used my parents as part of that support group that I needed to be able to believe. And now, 15 years later, 
they even live in the US. Like I'm about to have a second baby. Like Julian would have never happened. Julian is six years old now, uh, my son. Um, like we are about to have the second baby, a girl. Like none of this would have happened if we wouldn't have taken off. None of it would have happened if I listened to all my friends that said, you have one of the best jobs. You just came from one of the best universities in Dominican. You have so much like potential and, pur- and purpose and all of this different stuff. It wouldn't have happened if I would have listened to everybody else. And at the time, my parents did not come with me. Like th- th- there was work to be done. There were times that I had to work for over almost two years that I worked for um, for the church cleaning department, like cleaning bathrooms. Like there, were, there was a process to be able to, to get stable and to become stable in the U.S. to the point that then I got married and then I became a citizen and then I asked my parents to come and live here. Like this was a process, but the whole process started where all dreams start, which is at the beginning where you don't have an idea of how are you going to do it, how is it going to work, what are all the pieces. And at the end of the day, I wouldn't change it for the world. But let me tell you, it was more about who I became in the process of doing the thing than just coming to live in the U.S. in and of itself. So I want to challenge you. What is that thing that you have been truly given? Like, and it might be one or two or three or it might like in the sense of it might be something for the business and in a dream that you have for the family, whatever it is, an assignment, a, an assignment to take a business to a new level. Um, I know clients of mine that come in and they're like, I feel that I am being called to not just serve five to 20 people every year, but I'm being called to serve like a hundred people a year or a hundred people a quarter or a hundred people, however often, like others that are called to serve more, like it doesn't matter whatever it is that you're being called to do. It's going to require for you to tap into the same kind of power that you have tapped into before when you were going for a previous dream and you already know this. So this is more of a reminder. Number one is stop listening to all the voices that are saying no, the fears and confront them. No, and confronting them is not fighting them. You heard what I said about my dad. We didn't start a fight, but it was just saying thank you, but no thank you. And even if that person doesn't like fully support right away, it's just you beginning to pay attention that you have an, your own manual. This assignment, this desire, this thing that you've been wanting to do is it's a calling. It's part of who you're meant to become and part of who you're meant to put out. So listening to it, it's going to bring blessings to so many, but it will only bring blessings to so many if you choose to take off. So in closing, I want to talk about the taking off process. So number one, whenever you're looking to take off for a dream, for a goal, for an assignment, for whatever it is, is not just getting clear on what is it going to take and what are the plans and all of that stuff, but really getting clear on what are you being called to do. One of the things that I do with my clients is supporting them 
on getting very clear on what their assignment is. Because every time you get clear to your, with your vision, like um, there is a Bible verse that says, like write the vision down and make it so plain that like you could like literally run with it. So what is it that you're feeling called to do whenever I talk to someone and I ask them, normally, even if you have ever had like a, a, a consultation call with me or discovery call, what we call them or whatever, one of the things that I said is, what are you being called to do? Because here's what I know, whatever it is that you're being called to do, you're going to have the guidance to do it, you're going to have the resources to do it, you're going to have the power to do it. So it's more going to be getting you behind that thing than trying to us make our own um, thing up. So what is it that you're being called to do? What is it that you feel guided to do? It doesn't matter if you're afraid, it doesn't matter if you don't even know how to do it. But like, what is it that, that has been whispered into your ear or your heart for you to do? And then after that, the second one is to get anchored right after you, you get clear on the vision. Get anchored and remember you are being guided. You have an, your own manual for this assignment, for this thing. And, and, the, and the how will be revealed to you after you accept the assignment. Like after you say yes to the job, that's when you get access to all the stuff. Not, not before. Like, does that make sense? And then looking, once you're anchored, beginning to ask for the guidance, beginning to ask for the guidance and surround yourself with people that are going to point you towards the guidance. They might know some of the strategy. They might know some of the pieces. They're going to hold space for you to figure those pieces out. Like I love to do for my clients. I, I, my brain works in solving problems and in creating programs. I don't understand it, but it's just the way that it works. Um, it's like from the big picture to the specific. So when people are telling me a problem, I can normally hear the, the program that they can create from that, or I can also help them solve the problem. It's just the way that it's always been um, since I was like really young, like a teenager. I think like 11, 12 was whenever I created my first program. Um, it might have been before that, but I, I don't remember all the details. But the thing is, it's just about you getting in alignment, you doing the thing that would get you runway ready and then taking off with the support and the resources that you need, knowing that a lot of the dream is going to be built up on the air. A lot of the, like, um, I remember one of my first coaches, Gina V, that she used to say, you have to be willing to be the, build a plane on the air, which means that not all the pieces are going to be given to you from the beginning for you to go. You're going to start running. And as you're going, you're going to get the next steps and the next steps and the next steps. And then what's going to happen is that at some point, as you master that level, then you already have the steps. So normally with my clients, I say, launch the thing, do the thing, and let's see what is in alignment for you. And then when we launch it again, we look at what worked. And then now we create a funnel for that. Now we put the steps and the systems around it. So in your case, what I want you to take away from today is you are being called to do the thing. Stop listening to everybody else that is not... Um, aligning or that doesn't know or that's not telling you what you need and just tap in tap into the guidance that God's already giving you understand and believe that you are being guided like you are being guided there's no way for you to just like 
not do it if you're asking for the guidance because you, my friend, are called to do this. You're called to take off. And let's be honest, this is like one of the few things or one of the first things of all the things you're called to do. So we cannot get stuck in this level because there are so many other levels to come. I'm excited to talk to you next week for the next episode. But for this week, just remember, it's time to do the thing. It's time to believe. It's time to go. I love you. Bye. Hey, so are you ready to get paid using your story and your lessons learned to help other people to change their lives? Then I want to invite you to join me for my Slay Your Business program. This is my 90-day program where I'm going to help you step out and unleash your calling so that you can create so much freedom and happiness, making money and changing lives. Just come on over to the www.pachimacloud.com slash slay. I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you next time.